0: The text of the message comes from our Old Testament reading from the 23rd Psalm. Let us pray. Good Shepherd, merciful God, bless us as we look to your word. Draw us closer to you and bring us your peace. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our maker and our redeemer. Amen. As I said at the beginning of the service this weekend and next weekend, we are considering a couple of very familiar psalms. And in these psalms, our Heavenly Father gives us like a little snapshot, an image of himself. The first one this week takes us to a very familiar and heartwarming psalm. The story is told, it's a very familiar place. It's a Sunday school classroom and it's stories of a Sunday school teacher Uh, asked her group of children uh, if any of them could quote the entire 23rd Psalm. First one to raise hand was a little blonde-haired girl, uh, only about four and a half years old. Now, to be truthful, the teacher sort of looked and said, well, you know, asked if you could really recite the entire Psalm. uh, And the little girl assured her that she could. And so she stood up, she faced the class, she did a little bit of a bow, and she said, the Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want. And then bowed and sat down again. Now, she might have overlooked a few verses. But she did capture the essence of the psalm, didn't she? Many have tried to modernize the 23rd Psalm. But I think people still resonate with the King James Version uh, that I read today. Very familiar words. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Whenever we hear that psalm, we immediately get some images in our mind, don't we? I mean, for many of us, as long as we can remember, uh, pictures of Jesus the Good Shepherd were seen in Sunday school, uh, on Sunday school handouts, or, or our flannel grass. Uh, wait a minute. If you don't know, I'll explain after the service. Okay? Images seen in Bible storybooks hanging on our walls. These images have helped us understand what kind of God we have. The Lord is my shepherd. Generations of believers have memorized it. For many of us, it was maybe one of the first Bible passages we learned. So often it is among the last words said over us when we die. And it's also heard, again, by those who mourn at the funeral. People want to hear about the shepherd. It's a wonderful affirmation of our faith in God's love, about his care for us at all times, about his ability to provide for us and to protect us for all eternity. It's an expression of what it means to enjoy a perfect peace of mind. A peace of mind that flows from an unwavering trust in God. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now it's clear that the writer King David had passed through some really tough experiences. He had fought many battles, he had come close to death, and and, and he's experienced this serenity, this this peace of mind and, 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 and danger, the strength that comes from his loving God, the good shepherd. It's worth noting the use of the words I and my. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. Even though those words, I, me, and my, appear in just about every line of the psalm, what's interesting, the focus is not on the writer. The focus is on God. He's giving expression to his own personal connection with God. The help and confidence that God had given to him uh, uh, brings to mind that picture of that shepherd caring for the sheep. And so King David here is trying to describe uh, what what this presence of God has meant to him personally. Now a lot of times in the Old Testament when God's referred to as a shepherd, it's usually the shepherd of the group of people uh, or the nation, the nation of Israel. But here in this psalm, the shepherding nature of God is singular. He's a personal shepherd. An individual person has experienced God's guidance and God's presence. And as you read that psalm, you get the sense that there must have been something significant in the life of King David that led him to express this this faith and his trust in God in such a vivid and striking way. He saw his need of a shepherd. I mean, in our day, we're grateful. We're grateful for this beautiful song that he composed because these words, first sung several thousand years ago, still have a powerful effect on us today, speaking deeply to, what, to us as we face difficulties and trials. In this psalm and in our life of faith, we experience the Lord as our shepherd, our good shepherd. I came across a writer that tried to attempt to describe the the, the leading and guiding experience that might have led the psalmist to see himself as a helpless lost sheep saved by the shepherd. And the story goes like this. It said that there is a man on a journey. The blazing midday heat of the desert is long gone, and now the bitter cold of the desert night is coming fast. The road that he had been following disappeared into the twilight. The food and water he had packed had run out hours ago, The traveler's parched, he's hungry. In the distance he hears uh, the jackal howl and the fears of wild animals and bands of robbers invade his mind. He begins to regret having begun this journey and wonders if it's going to be his last. But then he sees a figure on the hillside outlined by the, the darkening sky and it's pretty easy to recognize that person is a shepherd. That common, ordinary man who knows these hillsides and the ravines. That shepherd goes down to the weary traveler. He leads him up out of the dark valley where danger is lurking in the shadows. Leads him to a place where the last beams of the sun are still light the way ahead. He leads the traveler to a grassy meadow where there's light and and invites him to lay down and rest a while. He brings him some water from the oasis spring and offers it. And the traveler drinks and drinks until he's filled. And as he drinks, he glances and sees the shepherd's rod, that that dangerous looking club with which he protects the sheep, the staff, that walking stick. And it's comforting to him to see these symbols of a man who knows his way around the desert to protect people. The travelers rested a bit, the two walk on. They follow this time the right paths and to the goatskin tent. The shepherd invites the man into his own tent and inside it's lit up with oil lamps and it's decorated with carpets that are intricate and, and beautiful, uh, unlike the plain goatskin of the tent. But here in this place, there is no fear. Because in the tent, the laws of Middle Eastern hospitality are in effect. As long as a traveler is in the shepherd's tent, the shepherd is absolutely pledged to protect him from all his enemies they sit cross-legged at a low table and the shepherd spreads out a meal a simple meal that just tastes a little bit better than anything our traveler had ever had before steaming stew, a soft pita bread succulent dates and in a timeless gesture of honor the host pours that flask of oil fragrant oil over the guest's head and pours wine into his cup until it overflows The fears of the night have been transformed, where there might have been terror. Now there is that serenity and peace and trust. It's a good image, isn't it? Uh, Maybe it was a rescue situation like this, that this protection, this hospitality that David once felt that led him to write this beautiful psalm. It meant so much for him, the experience so moving, this rescue from the very jaws of death so unforgettable, he came to see it as a symbol of God's love. The Lord is my shepherd. Why? Well, because the Lord is looking out for me right now. I shall not want. I have everything I need. He maketh me to lie down. I I get that rest that I need because someone knows what I need. And He's watching out for me. And green pastures, those kind of surroundings that lend themselves to comfort and allow me to relax, be nourished, and be myself. He leads me beside the still waters. I don't have to find my own way. I have a guide, someone whom I can trust. He restoreth my soul. When I am down, he lifts me up. He gives me confidence, he gives me security. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. I'm never going to be left to defend offend for myself, not because I deserve uh, any kind of special attention. Rather, because the shepherd who guides me is so special. I'm protected simply because he's my shepherd who takes care of me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Yes, There are those dark valleys, and the dark valleys have always been there. And I've had to make my way through them, but I was never alone. The good shepherd was my companion, and I was able to be confident in the face of adversity. Why? Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Symbols of the shepherd's protection over me and the way that he guides me. When, When I make those bad choices, he's there to help me. When I get into trouble, he is there to rescue me. When I'm afraid and when I'm discouraged, he's there and lifts me up. When I'm, when I'm tired from life's problems, he picks me up and carries me. Now, my good shepherd has done such a good job looking after me that I'm able to live with, in confidence, even in full view of those things and people that want to do me harm. It is as though... Thou preparest a banquet table before me in the presence of my enemies. My enemies are powerless to do anything about it. All they can do is watch. He washes me in baptism. He he, he strengthens and nourishes me at his table. The care of my shepherd has been so lavish. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. And because of all this, I can look to the future with confidence. Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. My future is sure. My future is secure. All this is so because the Lord is my shepherd. My shepherd provides all that I could ask for and more. I mean, it's no wonder this psalm is so popular. It's a psalm for every day. It's a psalm for every situation. In times of sickness and hospitalization. In those times when you're parted from a loved one by death. And maybe you felt that pain that's so deep it, it, it seems as if your life's been torn apart. In those times when that dark night of doubt or a spell of uncontrolled anxiety and fear overwhelms you. In those times when we wonder whether God could still love someone who's been such a disappointment to him. In those times when others have disappointed us, we can rest in the certain confidence that our good shepherd never will. Whether young or old, this psalm expresses the love that our heavenly good shepherd has for you and me and our total trust in that love. When we're facing those low times in life, you know, I mean, it's not unusual to feel completely alone, to think that no one could possibly ever know what we're going through. But the message of the psalm is clear. The shepherd is close at hand, even if we're failing to sense it. He's still there. There's something precious in the fact that the one exalted to the rule of the universe as king is also our good shepherd. He is the one who encounters us in a private, dark desert nights. He is the one who offers cool water and watches over us in every circumstance. But why? Why in the world should we receive such special treatment? What have we done that, 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 that we are given such security and protection in reality because of our sin? it's more likely we don't deserve help from God at all. I mean, you and I both know how much and how well we sin. We know how we daily keep on bringing hurt to our relationship with others and even our good shepherd. Sin saddens God. But it's never stopped his love for us. He knows each one of us. He knows our special needs more likely better than we, than we know ourselves. And you see, the the New Testament reemphasizes the shepherding nature of God. We saw that in the gospel reading, uh, how how Jesus looked upon the people as sheep without a shepherd. And Jesus himself identifies in John 10, uh, identifies himself as a shepherd that David spoke of with such affection and trust. When Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me and I lay down my life for the sheep. He's our good shepherd who helps, who forgives, who guides and protects. He demonstrated that commitment to us when he laid down his life for his sheep, and he wants us to trust in that love. You know what? I I don't I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know all that the future holds for you or for me. That's in the hands of the shepherd. But of one thing I'm certain, the Lord is my shepherd, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Maybe it's like the little girl when she recited the song, the Lord is my shepherd, that's all I want. May you rest in the comfort and image of God as your good shepherd. Amen. Please rise. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.